All right. Welcome back, everybody. I am Purple Dragon. I am Pink Rabbit. And we have a lot to say. But we don't know what we're talking about. No, we don't. (laughs) And as you predicted, Adam is walking through the door. (laughs) As soon as we start. Yes. Hi. Welcome home. Hello. (laughs) Where are you? Okay. All right. I'm going to pick a topic. It is Pink Rabbit's turn to choose a topic. (gasps) Jane Austen. Jane Austen. So I have... Yes. I have something to admit. Okay. <laughs> I'm not huge on Jane Austen. That's fine. Um, I've tried. Okay. But it just didn't... It doesn't resonate with everybody. It didn't mesh well with no. me. But I might try again because okay. I was younger. What was your Jane Austen experience? Um, My friend Shayna, again. Mm-hmm. What's up, Shayna? <laughs> <laughs> hey, girl, hey. Uh, she's huge on Jane Austen and we mm-hmm. lived together for a while. Okay. So, you know, she tried showing me the movies, mm-hmm. and I've tried reading Pride and Prejudice, and it didn't work well. But I love Clueless. She was just, she was like, yep, watch Emma. Mm-hmm. So I did, but I still was like, ah, I'd rather just watch Clueless. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they stole the plot of Clueless. Yeah. <laughs> I, did, I did that when I was younger. Um, okay. It's, Jane Austen's definitely not for everybody. There is... An absolutely archaic sense of romanticism about Jane Austen that I think a lot of people struggle with, especially in this day and age. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of um, not immediate... uh, What's the opposite of immediacy? Patience required for Jane Austen. Mm -hmm. I grew up... One of my first memories is sitting on my mom's sewing room floor, listening to Mr. Darcy confess his love for Elizabeth Bennet in the six-part BBC miniseries, um, or A&E miniseries, and have her, like, kick him out, and it was all dramatic, and my mom had stopped sewing to turn around and watch, you know? Um, So I grew up with Jane Austen, and I grew up with that being the standard of romance well into my 20s. Um, I love her storytelling. And I love how, because of her own life, historically speaking, uh, Jane Austen never married. And so far as history shows us, she never really had any romantic attachments. Mm -hmm. Um, Because of her own life, being that sort of what one can assume is lonely existence, her stories have these huge romantic arcs in them of up and down and up and down. Multiple characters being in love and the main characters having their own feelings kind of tossed aside for their siblings. There's a lot of family affection involved. There's a lot of society involved. Mm. And having all of that marry so well together, especially from a time when females were not published authors. Mm -hmm. Um is a huge deal to me. And as I grow older and continue to reread the stories and rewatch the films, you catch more of the character depth. I have a theory that every person goes through a different Jane Austen phase in their life, different characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like certain villains you see in movies, you're like, oh, he's such a Willoughby. Oh my God, which could she <laughs> not see this? Come on. But Yeah. I love Jane Austen. So what's your favorite right now? What's your favorite Jane Austen? Sense and Sensibility is always my favorite. It always has been. It was the second one I ever read. The first Jane Austen I ever read was Emma. 
And I think Emma is a really good starter for reading. Pride mm-hmm. and Prejudice is kind of um, uh, complex and sort of like there are a lot of people involved. There are five sisters and four men and the mother issues and, you know, all, all of the things kind of tied into one and you're sort of like, ah, I don't understand. But Emma is about one character dealing with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, but Sense and Sensibility has a sister relationship that I can identify with. Um, Margaret is the youngest. She's about 12, I think, 11 or 12. And then um, Marianne is the middle child and Eleanor is the oldest. Their father dies at the beginning of the book and that is the whole Kickstarter to the entire plot is that suddenly his second family has to leave their house at Norland Mm -hmm. and go to where they can afford to live because he has a son from his first marriage before his first wife died who basically kicks them out of their house. His wife convinces him to kick them out of the house and they take this grand estate and they have to restart their lives with much less money, much less comfort. Um, But before they leave, Eleanor, the oldest, falls in love. And she thinks that he falls in love with her too and then come to find out, you know, he's not interested and Mm -hmm. she's basically heartbroken. And she learns that, you know, he's engaged to someone else and he's basically leading her on. And you're reading it and you're like, oh, oh my God, like the feelings. <laughs> oh, it's so much. But there's something about it that keeps drawing you through because you want to see Eleanor get to the end. Mm-hmm. But re- reading Pride and Prejudice is tough for me. I love the films. There have been so many great film adaptations of Pride and Prejudice. Obviously, the classic for me is the Jennifer Ely Colin Firth six-part masterpiece from Amy. But the Kira Knightley Pride and Prejudice is good, too. Um, I think, yeah, I think Sense and Sensibility is my favorite book. But Pride and Prejudice is my favorite movie. Okay. Yeah. I haven't watched. That's okay. <laughs> they, both, they both have, like, yeah. such good realistic villains. Um they actually, they're the reason I created this thing called the Wawa scale. The two villains in Pride, one Pride and Prejudice villain is called uh, Wickham and the other, spoiler alert, we'll live it out for 200 years. Um, the villain, quote unquote, in um, Sense and Sensibility is named Willoughby. And they both have these dastardly deeds that they commit against these characters mm-hmm. and I call them the Wawas. And every time there's a film that has like a character kind of like that, I'm like, Oh, he's a Wawa. He's just gonna be like a swaggy douchebag. Like I was trying to think of a nice way because I call them something else in real life, but um yeah. Sometimes I refer to people in real life as the Wawas and they don't know why, and I'm not going to tell them. But I love Jane Austen. And like as with Clueless and with um Bride and Prejudice was a really great adaptation of Pride and Prejudice and Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. You know, it's such like this massive thing. Yeah. But so, okay. Other than Jane Austen and like, is it just the storytelling that doesn't appeal to you or there we go. Microphone (laughs) issues. Um, 
or let me ask a better question is there like a similar time like do you like war films about like Jane Austen era like Austinian or I'm I think nice I'm just gonna adjust my (laughs) I accidentally wore a bathing suit top today because it was really hot outside it was just like stabbing me in the ribs so as I'm like staring pink rabbit in the eyes I'm like adjusting my bra okay sorry oh um okay so I don't I haven't really watched like that time period doesn't really interest me okay I think I don't know why it's not I, for I don't everybody know. that's yeah, for sure that's I just totally I just fine. see women sitting around in a room sipping tea yeah. and gossiping. That's yeah. a, that's my That's like, pretty much what it is. No lie. <laughs> that's what I see when Yeah. I think of Jane Austen and, and those films and that just is that, not that interesting to me. That is something about Jane Austen that as I have gotten older, while I do love the stories still and the music is always amazing and the costumes are wonderful. Every single story. I do like the costume. I love Mm. that period of clothing a lot. It's just so graceful. Yeah. You know, like every single one of them could be a ballerina. (laughs) But there is this underlying theme of everything being about getting married Mm -hmm. and getting yourself settled in society. And I'm kind of like, that's that's why it's archaic is because that is a woman's only value. Yeah. In in that series, that's all that she amounts to be is how much a man wants her, which is ridiculous, mm-hmm. as we all know. But yeah, that's something I, I can only watch it at certain times because there are a lot of characters that you're just like, just shut up, just <laughs> sh- shut up, stop talking. Ugh. But one of my favorite things about it is that when. Like, if he's doing laundry or if he's cleaning or he has, like, a spare two hours in a day, my dad will turn on Pride and Prejudice. That's awesome. And he's just like, it's, it's my favorite. Like, what are you talking about? What's wrong with that? Like, dad, nothing is wrong with that. Absolutely You're nothing. perfect. Never change. <laughs> That's great. My mom will come home from, like, work or getting groceries and she's like, your dad's watching Pride and Prejudice. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> my dad. I just, my dad is such a romantic soul. Both my parents are really, but my dad is more open about it. So that's yeah. nice. That's nice yeah. to see in a guy because yeah, it's hard to find. Men have to be yeah. And like my dad <laughs> like know. is such a big dude, and he looks like like he played like tight end in college, yeah. and he's like a dentist, and he's like six two. He's like Pride and Prejudice is my favorite thing. <laughs> I'm like yes, dad, please. That's great. Always be that guy. Because um, men are just taught to keep in their emotions yeah. and. Which is one of the main themes of a lot of her books, too, ironically, <laughs> is that, like, they don't actually express what they're thinking. Um, and as soon as they do, all of their problems go away. Hmm. Huh. Communication. <laughs> Who knew? It would solve problems. But there's a, I, I wonder if there's a series that I could get you interested in. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, can you convince me? Yes. <laughs> to like Jane Austen? Maybe not like Jane Austen, but maybe watch something and appreciate it for what it is so (laughs) there is a series of novels um i can't remember who they're written by i think it's bernard shaw i'm gonna look it up okay but it's called sharps sharp with an e apostrophe s so it belongs to sharp and his name is richard sharp and he is a uh i think a captain in um wellington's army against napoleon 
Well, then he saves Wellington without knowing who he is. And Wellington takes this common, like, army captain and promotes him. And he, it's like this 15 book series that they made into a really famous series of TV shows called Sharps. And it's played, the main character is played by Sean Bean. Okay. It's one of the only things he's ever been in that he doesn't die. Oh, wow. And it's great. Spoilers. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> it comes pretty close sometimes. Um, Sharps. And it's sharp with an E. So it's S-H-A-R-P-E. Okay. Um, and it is the same era, but it's this, yes, just cast. No. Author. No. Bernard Cornwell. Okay. I don't know who Bernard Shaw is, but probably another author. Anyway, he has written all of these novels, and they're from, I think he started writing them in the 80s, maybe late 70s. I don't know. I could have just looked it up right now, but I already turned my phone off. But it's his progress through the Napoleonic War mm-hmm. and how he progresses. And he has this team of um, rifles. That's what his. Um, his team is called they're called rifles okay and they're the best of the best of um marksmen and they go on special missions and they rescue people and that kind of thing and it's very like daring do and um he falls in love a couple times and that sort of thing but a lot of really now well-known english British, they're British, British actors and actresses got their start on Sharps. And it's fun seeing them like peppered throughout the show and that kind of thing. But um, it's it's him fighting against people thinking he's too common to mm-hmm. be like um, a general and that kind of thing. But it's it's the era of gentility. It's the era of classism the separation between ranks and military, non-military. And he faces a lot of actually still like modern problems. Okay. But in like a fabulous uniform and like marching across the trenches and all this really, I, I think you would really enjoy okay. it. Like, I, I don't know. I love it. It's <laughs> so much fun. But again, I'm super into that era. So I'm trying to think of another one because that's just before – Victoria took the crown. Mm. I don't know. I would I would recommend Sharps. Okay. Yeah, because you can kind of jump around and there's no like particular plot that the entire arc follows. Okay. But they're good. They're like like an hour and a half per episode. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, do you want to do another topic? Sure. Absolutely. Jane Austen, and then. Oh, it's little. It's probably yours. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh, what is it? I'm excited. Retail. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we have time to cover this, but we will touch on it for now and then just shove it back in the fish. <laughs> Rachel. Or, sorry, Whatever. rabbit. <laughs> Tell me how you feel about retail. So when we say retail, we mean working. Yes. Retail. <laughs> working in retail as a part of an established retail place. It's awful. Yeah. It's a nightmare. Yep. It's the worst thing I have ever done in my life. Yep. <laughs> it's working retail. Demoralizing. <laughs> it really is. It just, yeah. 
They say the military breaks you down to your lowest point so they can build you back up better. Retail just breaks you down to your lowest point. There's no rebuilding. You just are broken for the rest of your life. There's a bagel in there for you. Oh, yeah, Adam, there's a bagel. And there's strawberry cream cheese. Yes. Anyway. Sorry. (laughs) Snack delivery. (laughs) What's like, okay, so we met working in retail. Yeah. Which we started at the was, same time. Yes, same went day. The same like, training. Yep. We're at the same job. One of the only good things that came out of that yeah. experience was our friendship. <laughs> um, what did you ever work in any other retail jobs? Oh yeah. Um, so I started my work career at Kmart. Okay. Um, doing what? Cashiering. Sure. And then I moved over to health and beauty and like stocked and straightened shelves. And, okay. Um, then I worked in electronics there as well. Right. Um, I liked, liked, I didn't mind. <laughs> <laughs> there is a huge difference. Um, I didn't mind working in health and beauty. Mm-hmm. Because you're on your own yes. and you're kind of like in the aisles. You're like a aisle, I don't know, like a little troll, like working in the aisles, <laughs> like just lining up lotion bottles. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Everybody turns into the goblin that lines up soap. <laughs> um. But I hate, like, uh, there's this one day when I was working electronics, it was really busy, mm-hmm. and I have this woman come in yelling at me about flashlights, because oh. she's like... Because yelling will help her faster. <laughs> she's like, oh, I went to the the sporting goods section, and they said the flashlights were here, and mm-hmm. I was, and I didn't know, like, I, I, I wasn't in electronics that much. Yeah. So I didn't really know the products mm-hmm. that well. I was just thrown in there when someone's on break or yeah. like I had to cover someone, you know. And I was like, I don't know where the flashlights are. And she was just like, yelling at me. Oh, just, and she's like, and then she found, she, they were there. She yeah. found them. But like, I'm like, okay. Yeah. And dealing with like 10 other customers getting like really annoyed yeah. with me. I'm like, this is awful. It's, it's a special <laughs> circle of hell is mm-hmm. working in retail. And I feel like there's a lot of underrepresentation in like a lot of stand-up comedians will do routines like, oh, customer service people suck and all. And I'm like, no, <laughs> you do no. not understand who sucks in that equation. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I've worked in too many customer service jobs and I just got another job in customer service like today, but it's going to be a lot better, hopefully, <laughs> caveat that, but and I worked at Joann's, too. And those people are... What did you do at Joann's? I've worked at oh, Joann's, cashier. too. cashier. Cashier. Oh, okay. I usually start at cashier at places. Okay, yeah. Um, and yeah, then, that's usually, like, the... That's where you and start. And then the... I I liked doing the straightening and stuff. And mm-hmm. the manager was like, whoa, you're really good at straightening. I'm like, yeah, because yes. I get to be, like, on my own and, like... Yes. You know, Meticulous in my world. Yeah. yeah. And I like making things nice looking because yeah. people trash that place. They do. Mm-hmm. People got no respect for craft stores. <laughs> it's the Rodney Dangerfield of retail. It's supposed to be messy. It's a craft store. And I'm like, uh, no, that is not true. <laughs> um, I was, they got no respect. Yeah, see? Um, <laughs> thank you, Adam. Um, I worked at Joann's. I work, I've worked at, you guys, I've had... 35 jobs in retail 35 35 
I'm well, like thirty five jobs really in impressed. customer service because okay. that, like a bunch of them weren't actually retail. Um, I moved up and down the coast a lot when I was a teenager, and then because I always had to have a job, like yeah. you have to pay your bills. And most of the time, when you're a teenager in your early twenties and you don't have a family, people are like, "Well, I'm not going to give you full time." So you have to get a second job and you have to like work exhausting hours. I've like the absolute rock bottom worst time of my life was Black Friday of 2010 or something because I was working three jobs in a mall on Black Friday. I worked 23 hours in a day and they all expected me to come back and do it again the next day. And... Like, I started at 1 in the morning, I went until 9.45, and then I left to go open another store at 10, and then I worked, like, a full shift there, and then the third job, and it was, like, every single person was upset, every single person was tired and grumpy. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, yeah, retail, because customer service in general can be hard, like, over-the-phone jobs. Yeah. Um. I worked at an airport. I worked for an airline. I've mentioned that before. And like food service is a special little I, I don't even want to of... even touch yeah. food. Like I was never, yeah. I never applied for any food service job ever. It's that's terrible. Like, I feel like that's even <laughs> lower than being a cashier. It is. It is. People treat you like garbage. My first job ever was Domino's mm-hmm. before the changeover when they had like company respect for themselves and that video of people like shoving cheese up their nose came out. Do you remember that? I don't think so. There was this massive like nationwide drama suspense moment when Domino's like lost all of their stock options because someone posted a video on Facebook of them at work in uniform like pretending to have sex with people's pizzas and putting cheese up their nose and like licking pineapple. I feel like I've heard about that so that all happened and then Domino's had this big overhaul they shut down every location for a month and like paid all of their employees for a month of vacation and all this stuff and then they came back and they're like we have better food and we have better employees and we have better policies and we have better quality and like all this stuff I worked there before that happened the first night of my first job ever was a record busy night for the store. Mm-hmm. And I was the one answering the phone. Oh, no. So, like, I got all of the calls of people yelling because they wanted their regular pizza. Well, I don't know what your regular pizza is. Well, isn't this Joan? And I'm like, no. No one here has ever been named Joan. Don't yell at me. You know, I was 16 and I knew everything. So, it's it's awful. And food service is tough because people are like, oh, I want my food now and I want it to be this way and then I want it to be free. But retail is different. <laughs> retail is awful. <laughs> I don't know. I've, I feel like I've talked a lot and I don't like it when I realize that about myself. <laughs> um, so at the job where we met, you were a cashier. Mm-hmm. Did you ever work in any other parts of the store? No. Um, I was thinking about it just because... I didn't want to be a cashier, yeah. but at the same time, I really didn't want to work there at all. Yeah. So why put in the extra effort yeah. <laughs> of like applying for someplace else? I sure. think I would have worked in the kids section because yeah, it was a it's different. Fun. It's a different world up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, 
I don't think I would have wanted to. We, like it's really hard to like can we talk say where we i worked? don't i mean i'm sure it's not a problem we <laughs> yeah. don't work there anymore yeah. ikea we worked at ikea we worked at ikea so, <laughs> so that makes things a lot easier to talk about because we like, worked at the store that gives you a map <laughs> um so you worked in kitchens for a bit like i don't think i even would have yeah. liked working in kitchens i don't want to build kitchens for people <laughs> kitchens was the best department that i worked in okay sheerly for the fact that the job itself was enjoyable everywhere else that i worked cash lanes you we were it we was were abused it was us lanes. against the world because by the time lanes. so i'm sure everyone knows how ikea works mm-hmm they go through this giant maze of Rat like race. furniture mm-hmm. and like <laughs> take this, not that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So by the time people got to us and got out of the maze, <laughs> people were having anxiety attacks. They, they weren't. Yeah. Happy people. No, they were miserable. And we we got stepped on. We had things dropped on us. We had people throw like throwing <laughs> things and. All because you asked if, like, no, we can't take your phone number. I'm sorry. Well, why not? Like, oh, for the family card. Yeah. Yeah. And it's <laughs> first and foremost, it's a great company to work for. And I liked working for the company. Yes. I like IKEA. They but treat their employees really well. They really do. Um, the job itself, <laughs> you had to have a spine and thick. You basically had to be a rhinoceros to work there. Um, cash lanes i wrote um a blog post yeah which I, doesn't exist anymore i'm kind of <laughs> upset because i deleted that blog oh but uh, i should have probably kept this but i wrote what not to do when you go into like the cash lanes yeah of ikea yeah. as a customer yeah <laughs> like don't put your furniture on the, on the belt. belt oh my gosh um yeah i don't want to have to and i went and through i went through the different um because there's like a few different carts that you yeah. you have to use and people would put they would use the normal basket like the mm-hmm. normal like grocery, cart, grocery cart. Yeah. yeah they would put all their little things in the bottom and they would put huge giant boxes furniture boxes right yeah. on top and Heavy. like i'm like how am i supposed to get to this and not like, i have no muscles not like, like i can't if you tilted this another way it would fit in the basket no yeah like a bed frame balanced precariously on the top of a basket cart yeah it's (laughs) oh it's exhausting i didn't really have too many irate customers Mm -hmm. just like annoyed customers yeah but like i had this one guy that um he was getting a bunch of as is stuff but one of them was missing Mm -hmm. something was wrong with the the, the the sticker yeah and then i had to call as is Mm -hmm. Because after a certain amount, you can't type it in. Yeah. So I, I told him, like, I have to call as is. And he's getting really mad at me. Yeah. I'm just like, this is our policy. This is what we have to do. If I don't do this, I'll lose my job. <laughs> and then as is was taking a while and the line was building up. And, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm like, uh. And then he was like, I have to go meet my son. And he was like, I'm late. I'm like, okay. And he just leaves. Yeah. So as is comes, like... 30 seconds of course afterwards i'm like well he just left yeah um and then she's like okay i'm just gonna take this stuff back then i'm like that's fine yeah um and then later that day he comes back he's like where's my stuff 
<laughs> I'm just like, uh, I'm like, I'm like, you, I'm like, as is took it back because you left. He's like, oh, why couldn't? Because we have a section yeah. where you can put your stuff. It's called free parking. <laughs> yes, free parking. Yeah. You can put your stuff there if um, you're leaving. Or, like to go get or your you car need, or yeah, something. Yeah, or you need to leave for a minute and yeah. then come back or you forgot something. Yeah. So. It's like a holding area. Yeah. So. For like. 20 minutes at a time. (laughs) So he came back. He's like, where's my stuff? Why didn't you put it over there? I'm like, I can't leave this spot. And you just left. What am I supposed to do? And then he he went and got his stuff and he went through another line and was complaining about me to another cashier. Yeah. So I'm just like, that guy was so mean. Like, I have yet to deal with someone that mean. And... There was um, an older couple waiting mm-hmm. on, because uh, another thing is, if you bring up display items. Ooh, like the can't... stuff with the tag, like the information tag on it. You can't buy that we stuff. We can't sell it to you. So they were waiting for... We... I don't work there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So they were waiting for their stuff to come because they accidentally picked up a display item. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, here, here. And they were witness to this. And she was like, and the woman was like... I can never do what you do. And I, yeah. I was like almost in tears. And yeah. she's like, she was like trying to comfort me. Oh, I'm like, that was probably the worst yeah. that I had to deal with. I know people have dealt with a it's, lot worse. It's a rough job, man. But um, I've just never had someone get so mad at me. Over their for, own mistake. Over a mistake they made or, yeah. or a palace. Like, I'm sorry, but you have to wait. Yeah. And like, you could have put the basket there yourself. There's... And then I had to have someone like come, like a manager, like yeah. delete their order. Their order, and then it like it holds up your entire line. Yeah. Oh, I had a huge line like, too. Yeah, with of course. Like, oh. yeah. And I was like frazzled for the rest of yeah. the day. There's this, I don't know. There's something that comes over people. If you're wearing a name tag, you are lower than yep. they are. Mm-hmm. They are right, and that is a purely American thing. I've traveled all over the world, and nowhere else in the world is the customer always right. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, you're not. You, you, I can't change company policy yeah. that's been around for 75 years <laughs> because you made a mistake and you're embarrassed. Yeah. And that's something that a lot of people take completely out of stride. Yeah. Oh, I had a woman. <laughs> She was asking me stuff about returns. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I never worked in returns. I didn't know their policies. Yeah. I didn't know anything really about mm-hmm. what they do. And just like people who work upstairs and mm-hmm. like, you know. Like the administration. Yeah. Or, or they, like in the sales floor. In the, on the sales floor. Yeah. They would say stuff about cashiering. Like, oh, yeah, they can do this. But we, we couldn't. couldn't. But this yeah. woman was like, what, you don't know about the policies? Of, yeah. I'm like, well. First of all, they change almost every month. <laughs> they do. I'm like they, uh, I'm, I'm yeah. like, well, you know, the like I tried giving her as much information as I knew. Yeah. Maybe I could have <laughs> made something up. I really yeah. don't know at that point. But I'm like, I don't work over there. Yeah. And there's, oh, there was a lot of miscommunication, specifically at our job. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of new people coming in and out, so information trickled down poorly. So even even sometimes our managers would tell us something that was either outdated or was changed the day before mm-hmm. or the next day. Yeah. And we would tell customers this and they would come back and specifically point at us and say that we like we had lied to them and we were trying to cheat them out of this and they were going to get their money's worth or they were going to sue the company and all this stuff. And like this is a mug that cost <laughs> you a dollar 
if you couldn't afford a dollar, don't buy the mug. You know, mm-hmm. we called, I, I transferred from the cash lanes to the returns department. We called it the pit. Um, and there's way too many horror stories to talk about tonight, <laughs> but we'll, we'll get back to this topic another time because there are some when good horror Greenleaf stories. when Greenleaf comes, yes. we definitely need a, because uh, Greenleaf, she, she trained us. Also, yeah. Yeah. No, um, no. She hmm? didn't train us. She came after us. No. Alex trained us. Oh, that's right. Alex <laughs> Alex trained us, but she started a couple months before we did. Did she? I thought she came after. Well, no. I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's she'll, a blur. She'll, yeah, she'll tell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We've blocked out that part of our lives. But um, I think, yeah, when we get our friend Greenleaf on, she also used to work in the box. And uh, we have, we'll, we'll swap war stories. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, just be nice to the people who work in retail. Yeah, we, they go through a lot yes. in a day. <laughs> you are not the first person who's yelled at them and yelling at them will not get you what you want. <laughs> like, have some kindness toward those people as much as you would want kindness from them mm-hmm. were the situation reversed. That being said, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is time. It is time we will see you next week. Yep. We're going to try an experiment where we have... Should we talk about it now? Sure. I'm already talking. We're going to try an experiment where we have two episodes per week and see how that goes down. Just because we have so much fun recording and it's really fun to... And it's easy. It's easy. Like, we, like, we, we record in blocks. Yeah. So... So it's like we just get to like hang out for a yeah. couple hours and like have <laughs> fun talking about random yep. stuff and going way off topic. Sorry, again. <laughs> but like... It's part of the show. It's, yeah, it's because <laughs> we, don't, we don't know what we're going to be talking about. You know that going in. But we, we love seeing where our listeners are. And like, mm. it's really cool that we can reach people. And hopefully we make you laugh or like tell relatable stories. We would love to hear your stories. So if we talk about something in one of our episodes that you have a story to tell, mm-hmm. share it with us. Like On Instagram, We for would sure. love to hear from you guys. And like, if you have topics you want us to start talking about <laughs> drift into other things please like our instagram is at we don't know what we're talking about and it's got an emblem of like two like pink headphones and purple headphones that's us um follow us talk to us comment yes. we would love to hear from you guys and i'm purple dragon i'm pink rabbit and we will be with you next week bye 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 <laughs>